Hello, hello. I am Ashley Caudill, Senior Instructional Designer at the School of Education and Human Development at the University of Virginia, and welcome to Designed for Online. This episode of Designed for Online is our Ask Ashley segment, where I'll be joined by my colleague, Jenny Corals, who is the Director of Online Initiatives at the School of Education and Human Development at UVA. In the Ask Ashley segment, we're going to answer questions we've received from faculty in hopes that we can help you in your instructional journeys, whether you're new to online teaching or you're a veteran and just want a couple quick tips, or even if you're an aspiring instructional designer. But before we get started, Jenny, how are you doing today? I'm good, Ashley. Thank you for having me as always. But I have to call attention to something for our listeners. Ashley, I think I heard that your birthday's coming up. Is this true? It is. I am a groundhog baby, so I was born February 2nd, but I will admit I have yet to see the movie because every time I tell somebody I was born on Groundhog's Day, they're like, wait, is that like your favorite movie? And I'm like, I do not know because I have never seen it. And now I'm never going to (laughs) because I feel like it just makes for a better conversation. I'm like, no, no, I have not. (laughs) I'll technically give you that, but I got to tell you, I that's one of my favorites. I, I love a Groundhog Day in February. Like, I, I love the film, and I love all the riffs off the film, so we'll have to talk offline later, um, and I can tell you all the Groundhog-themed um, films for all the other holidays that I love. <laughs> I have a problem, just so we know. Um, well, I have a question for you. This is, you know, for my own future knowledge bank, but what's your favorite birthday treat? Oh, so this, I like carrot cake. I know that, I know everyone's always like, oh, like what? So my favorite birthday treat is carrot cake. And I know it is not popular, um, but I have, I have a funny story. Um, When I first started dating my husband, because my husband and I met when I was like 15, 16 years old. And so he told his family that it was my birthday and that my favorite birthday treat was carrot cake. And so his family bought me like this most beautiful, huge carrot cake. Um, And I came over and they surprised me and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And so they cut me a slice and I'm like eating this carrot cake. And literally his parents and my husband and his two brothers were just watching me eat it. And I was like, you guys can share the carrot cake. And they were like, oh, we hate carrot cake. We just bought it for you. And I was like, what? I was like, so you guys are just going to sit here and watch me eat all of this cake? And they're like, yeah, it's not our thing. And I was like, oh, well, that's awkward. So now I usually don't tell people that that's my favorite because then I'm stuck with all this carrot cake. Wow. Uh, That is a, I mean, hey, you married into the right family though, right? Because what a, what a gift. Um, I love it. I personally don't, get to have my favorite birthday treat because as you know, Ashley, my daughter was born the day before my birthday. And so somehow we're always having leftover birthday treats from her celebrations with her friends. And so I never, I never get my birthday treat. So I think I'm just super sensitive. So I believe you deserve that carrot cake. (laughs) And um, I'm a, uh, like a strawberry cream cake. So I know it's super good. And this bakery at home used to put um, dark chocolate triangles on the side. Um, and so like, yeah, so it was, just, it was just amazing. But anyway, on to more important things. Ashley, I have a letter for you. Are you ready? <laughs> I, guess I would love to talk about cake all day, but I guess we could talk about the letters that we received from faculty. 
Yeah, this isn't a letter about cake, but I do believe this is important. So um, this is actually one of my favorite topics. I can't wait to jump in. So dear Ashley, I just received my midterm feedback from my students and several students noted being disappointed. I was not more engaged in their discussion boards. I consider discussion boards a valuable time for students to interact. And I try to monitor discussions, but not be obtrusive to student conversations. I thought I was on the right track, but am I? How involved should I be in asynchronous course discussions? This is a great question. And one that I hear often, actually, especially with um, asynchronous courses. So my suggestion would be, first, during the first week of classes, plan to contribute more to a discussion than you might kind of in the middle and the end of the semester, just to help students feel more comfortable in an unfamiliar learning environment. Because sometimes we have students that are used to -to face-to-face courses, and this might be their first asynchronous course, and they might not really know what they're supposed to do. So really dive in and try to post more often so you can help model what you want to hear from them and kind of what you're expecting. And I think that's going to help students in the long run really get comfortable in that online experience and environment. So that's going to be my first tip. My second one is to serve as a facilitator for the discussion, not necessarily a teacher. And what I mean by that is let your students make the connections. Don't necessarily just throw it out there to be like, well, actually this and this and this is what you should be taking from it. Really help guide them and do guiding questions to really have them make those connections and pull from it and dig a little deeper instead of just giving them kind of all that information. Just really serve as a facilitator. Another one would be to try to post two to three times during the week. And when you're posting, try to post short and frequently, not infrequently. And so I have some instructors that like to do one post and it's like super long, that's point and everything. But I feel that students aren't getting much out of that. So really try to post short, frequent posts so that way instructors feel engaged. And then um, lastly, you don't necessarily have to be involved in every discussion all the time. And I like to tell my faculty, if you were face-to-face, you wouldn't necessarily be in every single conversation that's happening in your classroom, but you would walk around the room and you would pop in and kind of give your insight for a short amount of time. And I think that's okay to do in an online environment. You don't have to be involved in every single conversation because that's going to be a lot um, on an instructor, but really just pop in and give some insight if you and really push them in the right direction. Jenny, how do you feel? Yeah, I think those are great tips so far. I do want to be mindful, though, that, you know, this instructor who wrote to us was really being on the sidelines. And I actually don't think that that's always a wrong approach. In my experience, you know, maybe it's just about clearly communicating expectations and being explicit about how they will and will not be involved. So if my students know that I'm not going to be regularly posting, um, because I don't, I don't want that like my lens really to kind of influence how they're working on these initial thoughts, right? Because for me, discussion is this very like early exploration of a topic. Um, I think when I communicate that successfully to students, then they, they don't feel like I'm missing and they know that I am out there when they need me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, again, I think the problem happens when I don't say anything. You know what I mean? So I give you instructions, say, Ashley, you know, make your post, reply to this many peers. You know, that all sounds well and good. But um, I think that 
you have to also say, here's what I'm going to do. So you might not see me, but here's what's happening behind the scenes as I'm moderating your, your posts. And yeah, sometimes that might mean that, yeah, you have to pop in and you have to maybe, um, help ask some guiding questions for sure. That absolutely happens. But I think if you can be very clear about how you're going to be involved up front, then you'll also have success, even if it's, if it's not posting frequently. No, I, I completely agree with that. And I also think something that could benefit would be to post a wrap up or like a weekly summary that can pull all of the elements that were discussed from that discussion. And that way you can present that content after the discussion has happened. So that way students know that you're present because you're really responding and talking about content that was talked about in the discussion, but you weren't necessarily there giving them um, every single answer. You just kind of waited for them to make their own conclusions and then you could talk about what you felt like students needed to really take away from that conversation. So I think posting weekly wrap-ups can really help uh, make sure students are getting what they are supposed to be getting out of the content and it makes you present in the class as well. Absolutely, Ashley. I I think wrap-ups are maybe the most important thing that a faculty member can do with a discussion. And also, not only is it concluding that conversation, right, That so it doesn't just linger out there, but that wrap-up can also really help redirect students to say, you're going to take what you learned or what you wrote about or what you're now thinking about, and it's going to go into X, right, whatever this next thing is, whether it's the next learning unit, whether it's a more, you know, grade-focused assignment, you know, like the, like a paper or something like that. Um, so it's an opportunity to also draw those explicit connections between course materials and course activities and then course assessments. So wrap up, wrap up, wrap up, people. So important. And in that spirit, I'm going to wrap up this episode. <laughs> and thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Jenny, for joining. It's always a pleasure to talk with you about some of these great topics. And listeners, we hope you got some great takeaways on how involved you should be in your class discussions. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon. If you have an exciting topic you want to hear on our future Designed for Online episodes, feel free to email me at ac8ga at virginia.edu. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.